Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to get some intel on the Sox. It's the Front Office Report on EEI. And the Front Office Report this week is brought to you by Unified Office, where they help restaurants maximize revenue and avoid placing customers on hold. See unifiedoffice.com for more. And joining us on the Harbor One Hotline, it is Hyam Bloom. Good morning, Hyam. How are you? Morning. I'm doing okay. How are you guys? Are are you a uh, are you familiar with Bar Pizza? Are you a South Shore Bar Pizza guy? Uh, I'm not familiar with ah. it. Um, huh. Should I be? Yes. Uh, it is uh, It is the single greatest, in my opinion, the single greatest slice of pizza that you're ever going to have. It, it only exists on the south shore of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell Sam Kennedy to take you out to lunch down there. I mean, I assume he pays. When, <laughs> when, does he pay? Who pays when you guys have lunch? You know, so here's the thing. So I, I move... I moved to Massachusetts during a global pandemic. I barely, I barely been out anywhere. Right. Um, but now we're getting to a point where, uh, you know, where, where that's going to start to change. So I got a lot of uh, catching up to do here. Yeah. All right. Well, well, I've been here my whole life and never had bar pizza. So I'm with you on this one. I'm... I mean, is there a is there a Florida style pizza? Uh, I mean, I know that's yeah, a... called Papa John's. <laughs> Um, I, I know there's a there's a Detroit style, there's a, a Chicago deep dish style. Are you partial to any style of pizza? I am. Well, I'm a Northeast kid, so I like the the more you know the thin crust, uh, you know, more Northeast style. Um, I got nothing against deep dish. I just think it's kind of a different. It, it's a different animal. I'm not even sure you can compare the two. Yeah, it's like eating a loaf of bread with some with some sauce thrown on it. I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan yeah, of, the, I don't of like the, the deep, deep dish. dish it does not, nothing for me. All right, uh, let's get to some baseball. Um, and uh, I guess first off, I would ask if you're concerned at all uh, with the recent struggles of uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. Short answer is no. Um, you know, I, obviously some of it I think you look at the, the last few outings and there's obviously, you know, this is, this is just a game of baseball. There's, there's sometimes the ball bounces your way. Sometimes it doesn't. And there's been some damage against him in those games that, you know, wasn't the concerning kind where you're just getting waffled all over the ballpark. Um, you know, that's it. Obviously you'd like to prevent that type of contact to begin with, but, you know, I think we'd feel differently if it looked like, you know, his stuff was really in a bad place. Uh, you know, some of this is just the adjustments that guys need to make going through a season where, 
you know, you figure out some things with sequencing where, you know, sometimes you're sharper than other times, but I, I, I think you could look at his last outing and he had one of his better fastballs that he's had a cutter that had been kind of a battle for him and outings prior to that was in much better shape. So he hasn't obviously had everything working like he did out of the shoot, but uh, you know, there's enough pieces there that this, this looks to me like just one of those, those dips that guys might go through during the course of the season. Hi, I know in sports, they always tell you, you know, I remember when I played, it was, you know, don't look ahead, but in baseball with these, you know, four, three game series, you got one more game against the Astros and then you got a series coming up against the Yankees who are kind of, you know, breathing down your necks in that third spot in the East right now. Um, how difficult it is, is it to not look ahead? And then do you then look ahead and sometimes and go, okay, we got to try, we got to try to win today because we know this series against New York is going to be extremely critical for us. Yeah, I think uh, it's probably easier for the players not to look ahead than it might be for us, uh, you know, sitting where we sit. But I think that's part of what makes uh, really good players and really good teams so special is that they're just able to focus on today. And that's all you can do. It's all you can control. You you can't worry about what's around the bed. And, you know, you look at the, the core of this group, these guys have obviously accomplished a lot of great things. And it's in part because they're so good at just taking on what's right in front of them. We knew this was going to be a tough stretch. I think in a lot of ways, obviously, uh, you know, that, that, that rain out the last day of the Marlin series now eating up one of those off days makes it even tougher, but this is part of the season. Um, you know, we're in the American league East, it's always going to be difficult and you're always going to hit those points in your schedule where you're running a gauntlet and all you can do is, uh, you know, it's cliche, but it's true. You can, you just can take it one day at a time and try not to look too far ahead. So, you know, those tough stretches are going to come, but beyond that, we also know it's a six month season. It's a long season. Um, you know, these things are going to take a while to unfold. So you have to stay in the moment with what's in front of you today. You know, we've got a ball game today and whatever happens in that game, um, you know, this, this weekend's going to be a big weekend. Um, and, you know, so will the series after that. So, you know, it, it, it really is just a question of uh, making sure we're ready to play every day. And, uh, you know, things are going to sort themselves out over time. As chief baseball officer of the Red Sox, what advice would you offer to the new Chief Basketball Officer of the Celtics, Brad Stevens. Oh, you know, it's funny. I actually had a feeling you might ask me that. Um, I'm excited for Brad. I think he may find he, he, uh, you know, traded, uh, you know, one set of things that will keep him awake at night for another. Um, (laughs) Might be different things. Um, But... It still might it still might not be that easy falling asleep uh, some nights. <laughs> I'm excited for him. I mean, you know, we know how talented he is, how bright he is. I think, uh, you know, I, I think he's going to do great in, in that role. Um, you know, there's definitely a different set of challenges, and I can't pretend to have even the slightest understanding of, of his sport except as a fan. Um, so, you know, I try not to give advice uh, on things that I don't think I understand too well, um, but I'm sure he's going to do great. Hi, when you look at, you you know, you talk about trying not to look ahead, but when you look back a little bit, how how important was it for you guys to get off to a good start? Because, you know, when you talk about a tough stretch of baseball, knowing that you're kind of going through that gauntlet, you lost a few games, but you put yourself in really good position where you're still, you know, right there knocking on the doorstep to be first in the East. How important was it for you as an organization to make sure that you did get out to the fast start? And and it seems like it's kind of paying off for you guys on where you are right now in the standings. Yeah, it's huge. Um, and it's something Alex talked about a lot in spring. And obviously we stumbled out of the gate in that first series, but righted the ship very quickly. 
And, you know, the reality of it is that, you know, it's such a long season as we talked about that, you know, you have so many different chances every day. You have a chance to, to put another win on the board and it's really a grind where you just have to do that enough days to get where you want to go. But getting off to a good start makes it that much easier to focus on that and that much easier not to worry about, Oh, are we digging ourselves a hole, you know, let things kind of spin out on you. And, you know, good teams don't allow that, but the better start you get off to, the easier it is not to do that. And the more confidence it builds in the group. And there's going to be times when you need that confidence. The season is tough. It is long. And you're not always going to be in a position where everything's clicking when you're on a, when you're on a good streak, uh, you know, it feels like you could just roll out of bed and win a ball game. But sometimes it's not going to be like that. And you still have to find a way to get it done. And the confidence you build, you know, through that good start, I think can help carry you through some of those times. Hey, Hein, back to Erod for a second. Uh, do you ever worry that a player like him in the last year of a contract, that that may weigh on him mentally? And, and in general, what's your philosophy on negotiating during the season with guys? Yeah, it's, it's, it's always a concern. You know, everybody's different. Um, and again, I think there's a, there's been a lot of, you know, kind of fluky stuff that's gone into some of the results in the last few outings. So, you know, I have no reason for concern there. But, you know, everybody, you know, these guys are all human. Um, and there's different things that go through your head. And, you know, far be it for me to say, you know, what's going through his head with respect to that, but you always worry about it. But at the same time, it's a part of the game. And it's part of, uh, you know, what all these guys go through. And they wouldn't have gotten where they've gotten if they weren't able to compartmentalize and separate out some of those things. You know, for me, I think you, you usually find that uh, in season, uh, it's tougher to have those kinds of conversations, but that's not a hard and fast rule. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think we should ever restrict ourselves in that regard, uh, even though, you know, you usually find that when guys uh, are rolling during a season, it's, it's, it tends to be better for them to just focus on uh, what's in front of them every day. And then as the year goes on, uh, do you find yourself grading out uh, the Benintendi trade? When Kowski had a good start in the minors, Franchi got optioned, and, and it's not, not the end of the, of the story, obviously, but do you, do you have to hesitate to grade yourself, or is there any remorse? You, you never look back, Ken. He's not looking. He, he only looks forward. <laughs> you know, we uh, <laughs> appreciate that, but we, we always do that. I mean, we're always looking around. At least I am. Um, and, uh, you know, you always want to look in the mirror. And, you know, I think, you know, with that deal, obviously we know Franchi didn't get off to the start we were hoping. Um, and, you know, we sent him down so he could play every day. And, you know, he goes down there and right away he shows you the ability uh, that we knew was there. And so hopefully we can get him on track. Uh, Winkowski's done great. Obviously we know the, the prospect component of that trade is going to take a while to play out. And, you know, that's that's just the nature of it. So, you know, you, you, you try not to uh, jump to conclusions on a daily basis when you wake up in the morning based on the, the box scores from the day before. But, of course, you know, we're always looking at that and we're always trying to, as we see guys putting together seasons and putting together careers, uh, to think about, you know, what we what we saw coming and what we could have seen coming a little bit better. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this week, and we'll talk to you again soon. And uh, we're, you're welcome to join us on our, our first ever uh, bar pizza crawl on the South Shore Sunday, a week from Sunday, right. uh, should you uh, be available.
Okay, I will take a look at my calendar. <laughs> By the way, I appreciate the recommendation. You and I can talk. We yes. can talk a little, uh, a Ch- little baseball on the bus. Yeah. You've got a lot of thoughts on the draft. Still, right? I do. Yeah. yeah, I have some ideas. I got some thoughts on the draft. If you and, want them, I'll put them in note form. And in a national play. <laughs> okay. hey, just one quick thing, Heim. Are you a little concerned about Cora going to the Bronx for the first time? Do you anticipate a lot of banging of trash cans or other things <laughs> from the Yankee fans? <laughs> I'm sure it is going to be a wild atmosphere uh, tomorrow. <laughs> I have no doubt about that. Would expect no less uh, uh, from from Yankee fans. Uh, it's all part of it. Alex knows that. We all know it. And uh, you know what? Um, it, it is. You think about uh, last year going to the Bronx in front of fifty some thousand empty seats. This is going to be a lot better, even if some yeah. of it is hostile. This, this is what we do this for. It's going to be great energy. And it's going to be fun for everybody. All right, hi, I'm. We'll talk to you soon. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.